0: I have talked about SEO on this podcast already a bunch of times, and I know this will not be the last, but today I really want to talk about myths and mistakes people are making with their SEO on their shop websites. There's just so much we can talk about when it comes to SEO, and I'm really excited to go into some of these things that maybe you're not quite understanding, and so we'll debunk some myths. We'll talk about the mistakes and what you should do instead. My whole goal in talking about SEO is to simplify it for you. I absolutely understand that SEO is this overwhelming idea that a lot of people don't understand. They think it's really technical and I want to simplify that for you. This is why I have a course called Simplified SEO for Shop Owners. Because yes, there are a lot of things about SEO. There are a lot of technical pieces in some different types of SEO, but you don't need to focus on that aspect of your business strategy at this point in time. There's a lot you can do on your website with your product listings, with the content you have. You don't have to be that like super tech whiz to get results from SEO. So we're going to talk about the myths and the mistakes people are making I'll tell you what you should do instead and I think you'll really enjoy this welcome to the product powerhouse podcast where we talk about what it's like to run a product-based business we'll be sharing specific actionable tips for your online store chatting with other shop owners to go behind the scenes of their successful product-based businesses and having a blast talking shop I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I'm the founder of Alexander Design Company, a web design and marketing agency for e-commerce businesses. We work with incredible entrepreneurs to create an unforgettable online presence for their shop. Now grab a nice coffee and let's chat. All right, I really never expected to even get into the world of SEO for e-commerce. It kind of just fell into my lap when I started working with shop owners and I noticed these big gaping holes in their content. And by content, I do mean product listings. Even a product listing could be considered content. In this case, we're just talking about things on your website. Let's start with some of the myths that I want you to completely ignore. Just if you've heard any of these, just forget about them. Okay. Myth number one. I... this this makes me cringe. I've had clients tell me, well, this SEO expert told me my store is too small to worry about SEO. Okay. There's no such thing as too small for SEO. There are search engine optimization tactics you can use on a store with a single product and still get results from. Every business can benefit from search engine optimization. There are differences between types of businesses. There are different layers and levels and things you can do in the world of SEO. There's so much out there, but there are simple, small things you can do right now on your site without even learning a new skill to benefit from search engine optimization. Not only that, but things you do on your website to optimize for search tend to favor in the user experience on your website. So when you label things clearly, when products are organized, these are all SEO tactics that are also good for shoppers. Even if they didn't find you on Google, even if they already knew you, even if they're your mom, it's going to make your website easier to use for them. So ignore this myth, obviously. Myth number two is that you can set it and forget it. Again, not true. All of these are myths that are not true. So I'm going to say that over and over. But Google is constantly changing. And also, search engine optimization is not a science. I would equivalent it to like part science, part art. It's like that middle weird ground where we're not quite sure what to call it. But there is no exact formula for ranking There is no exact checklist. We can check these things off and you'll be number one and you'll get 5,000 sales. It doesn't work that way. You have to test and tweak. We have to try different things. And Google is always getting smarter and better at interpreting interpreting what we mean when we search things. Like Google is making updates itself all the time. So that stuff all comes into play. Search engine optimization is a test and tweak type of marketing. That's all it comes down to. It's a type of marketing for your business, and it's one that you have to test and tweak. And also, let's not forget that this is true about every marketing tactic out there. Direct sales, direct mail campaigns used to work really well. Then the market changed. People had to test and tweak something new. They had to adapt. You know, it used to be really easy to do, like, I don't know, a TV commercial. And now it's not. So every type of marketing that you can think of requires some kind of testing and tweaking and adapting to fit what works for your business and what your audience likes. Okay, I can already tell I'm getting a little ranty on this. (laughs) Okay, let's move on to myth number three, and that is, you have to be on the first result on Google to matter. (laughs) There is some truth to it a little bit. Search results that show up on the first page or the first second page do tend to get better traffic. 35% of people click on that first link. That is a statistic that we have measured. However that's not the only way people search for things these days. That's not the only thing people click on. You know, when you search for something on Google now, you have shopping options, you have image options, you have video options. That first result is never the same on all of those pages. There are just a lot of ways to show up on search engine results. And it's not always about being number one, it's about narrowing down and showing up in the right places. So there you have it. (laughs) All right, let's go with myth number four. This one actually makes me like, shake my head in shame. I had a discovery call once with a woman who was told she had paid a ton of money for her website. And she was told that She just needed to sprinkle keywords throughout the site and people would come and buy things. Here's the thing I have to tell people all the time. SEO will not fix a broken business. It will not make your product magically better. It will not make people magically love your product. It will not make bad reviews go away. It will not make a lack of reviews go away. You can't just list out keywords and expect sales to come. Like SEO does not equal sales. That's not how it works. In an ideal world, in an ideal situation, the SEO, the optimizations you do on your product listings, on your pages are going to lead to more traffic. And then you're coming into the conversion rate factor. Because more people saw this, they are more likely to purchase it. You know, if 500 people see something and five people buy it, the odds that if a thousand people buy it, five more will buy it. That is this conversion factor mathematical thing that we know, but it doesn't fix the things that still aren't working. It's not going to make customer service better. Adding keywords to your website is not a way to make money quick. SEO Optimization is not a quick marketing tactic. It is a long game. It takes months to see results. It takes testing and tweaking. And if you just sprinkle keywords in there, you are wasting your time. And I mean, just think of just find another way to market your business if that's what you think is going to work. And I know you don't think that. I'm just getting off on another tangent. Here we go. Sorry, I get a little ranty about these things because. It's not something SEO research and optimizing is not like, it's not a get rich quick scheme. It's nothing is going to work like that. It is just one of the ways you can market your business. Moving on. Myth number five, more is better. And I'm talking more pages, more products, more blog posts, all of it, more. First of all, what good is more if no one is seeing it? It's way better to have fewer highly optimized pages than a lot of crappy pages that no one is seeing. More pages and products and blog posts can give you more opportunity to show up, but it has to be quality over quantity. It's not going to do you any good to put up a crappy blog post every day just to have a lot of blog posts. You need to have good, solid content. I always recommend you start by optimizing your top products or if you're if you have blogs, you can optimize your top blog posts, but optimizing the the products that you know people already love, as long as they haven't previously been optimized, is the best thing you can do. If you're already getting good traffic to a product, you might want to leave it alone. But if you're like, you know what, when I'm at a show, everyone buys this marble phone case cover and I cannot sell a single one online, then that's the product listing you should be optimizing. Start with your best. Things that are popular tend to get more popular. It's that science behind if 500 people see this phone case, five are going to love it and buy it. Well, then 500 more, five more will buy it and see it and love it. You know, that kind of math. So after you optimize what you already have, Plus, you set up a schedule to keep optimizing this kind of stuff. You know, when we talked about the testing and the tweaking. So keep optimizing, keep trying different things. Then you can start by creating new content. And this is when you can create new products, new pages, new blog posts, new opt-ins that are highly optimized and they are solving the problem for your customers. Then more can be more effective. One of the best parts is as you start optimizing the content that you already have, the listings you already have, you're going to get really familiar with the research behind your business. Like what keywords are people using? What kind of data have I been finding as I go? And creating new stuff is so much easier. And then when you've got it all working in your mind and it's going, the wheels are turning, you can start to create collections based around that data. And that is what makes a collection sell out instantly. Or very quickly, you know, one of my clients has this ring that is her top seller. People find it on Google all the time, and it's a very specific type of ring. It's beautiful, of course, but what did she do? She designed more rings in that style using different gemstones, using that data she gleaned from that product listing to create a new collection based around what people already love using the data behind her business. That's the kind of stuff that SEO makes me so excited about because that's the research that you should be getting from your SEO. (laughs) Ah, that's the part I love. So moving on. (laughs) These are the myths. I, I would say the most common myths. There's a lot of other myths. I would also say that one of the most common myths is that you have to be really technical. You have to learn all this technical stuff. Now, there is a level of SEO that talks about markup and schema and all of this information that can be very, very effective. But you don't necessarily need to be at that level right now. I keep honing on the fact that SEO is only one of the marketing tactics that you can be using. It's not the end-all be-all. And if that's what you're looking for, it's you're not going to get those results unless you do some of that schema and unless you have probably someone on your team working on SEO constantly. So do yourself a favor, learn to optimize your product listings really well. Just take time to review listings and tweak them and keep going. But don't put all your eggs in the SEO basket hoping it's going to get all your sales. Building visibility for an online store is a full-time job on its own. Big name stores have entire marketing departments for this exact reason. But you don't need a full team to see big results. What you need right now are simple and quick ways to give your store a visibility boost without adding more to your mile-long to-do list. That's exactly why we created the free 5 Ways to Boost Your Shop SEO PDF so that online shop owners just like you can improve visibility and get more eyes on your shop without any additional stress. These 5 tasks will give your store a juicy SEO boost to help you show up for the people who are already looking for you without touching any code or having a background in search engine optimization. Head over to productpowerhousepodcast.com to grab your free copy and give your shop the visibility boost it needs today. So now let's move on to some of the worst mistakes I see shop owners make. These are really easy to fix, but I feel like they really go hand in hand with those myths because probably what's happened is you've heard this advice before or it worked in the past, but times have changed, things are different, and you kind of have to adapt your SEO strategy. Mistake number one, you are copying and pasting the same thing over and over again. Uh, This happens when you have like two products that are very similar or even maybe you have five products that are very similar and all you change is the stone type or the color of the shirt (laughs) and you have different listings, but they all have the same description. In this scenario, you should be using product variants instead of different listings for that. Particularly if they're roughly the same price and materials, they should be product variants. They should not be five different product listings that are all using the same description, similar titles. You want to have unique listings for each product you have on your store. Now, you're going to have to get really familiar with your ideal audience. They're going to have differences about whether they like things in variants or whether they like different product listings I would really urge you to try product variants when it makes sense, but there is some, give or take. Other things that I see a lot of people do is using the same description for like a collection over and over again. If you're a reseller or you work with a wholesaler using the same description that the wholesaler gave you, that's not good either. You want to make sure content on your website is unique on every page of your website, but also unique to all the other websites also. Um, And I'm talking about like big chunks of text, you know, one or two words, or even one sentence isn't gonna be that big a deal. But when it comes to like a full description, you want to have something different for each description. The fix for that one is easy, Write Unique descriptions for your products, your titles, your page information, all of that. Never copy and paste anything. This is kind of similar, but a little different, and that is stealing other people's product descriptions. You don't want to copy and paste the description that someone else wrote of a similar product. Like, that is really bad form. You need to write your own unique descriptions. And it's not even that I think people are stealing them necessarily. Sometimes that's definitely the case. I've seen that. Even where like it links to the wrong website because they didn't pay attention. They just copied it over and stole the other person's description. But a lot of times it's like, let's say you sell mugs and you use this printer to drop ship your mugs. And so you start using the description that they've written out of their product in your own product listing. You need to write your unique descriptions. Even though vendors probably give you permission to use that, it's not good for your website. So that could really be hurting your business. So it's similar to copying and pasting, but it's a little different. So I still consider it a big mistake. The fix is pretty easy. Write a unique description for everything on your store. You can can research competitors. I don't think that that There's a difference between market research and copying someone else's work. So if you look around and you see things, just keep it in your mind and don't like keep a bank of it. You don't want to, you don't want to steal their work. You don't want to steal their description. And I know, I know we don't use that word steal, but that's what it is. And so let's just be clear. We write unique descriptions for our product listings. All right. This is the biggest mistake. I see. And that is using non-descriptive product titles, product collections. What I mean by that? Let's say you have a floral print t-shirt in your shop and you call it the English garden. Without context, that means nothing. English garden is, I don't know, like a type of tea. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, like, English gardening can mean anything. It could be a place, it could be a restaurant, it could be a t-shirt, it could be a necklace, it could be a painting, it can be anything. What I see is people, especially creatives, and I know why we do it, but it doesn't mean that it's the right way of doing things. But we give our products these cute, catchy names, which is fine, but we also need to include key words, aka descriptive words, in that product title. So instead of an English garden shirt, you might say the gray floral women's t-shirt. And if you want to include the words English garden, you can do that as well. Like you could have like English garden hyphen gray floral women's t-shirt. Or if you wanted, you could put it at the end or you could put it in the description, anything like that. And if you want to see really good examples of how this works, look on Amazon. Amazon products are not named cute things. They are named descriptive products of what they are. And it's just important because people who are looking to solve a problem are using those words. Let's say I was on Pinterest and I saw this really cute outfit of the day type post. The woman was wearing a gray floral t-shirt. I want to find that shirt because I love florals. I'm going to go over to Google and I'm going to type in Gray floral t-shirt. I am not going to type in English garden, period. Like, end of the thought. That's how it works. So use those descriptive titles in your product titles, in your descriptions, in your collection titles, in your collection descriptions. All of that needs to be specific keywords people are using. All right, the next one is keyword stuffing. If you haven't heard of keyword stuffing, this is when people just list out a bunch of words that could relatively relate to the product. Like for example, we might say birthday gift for her, birthday gift for mom, birthday gift for grandma, birthday gift for your sister, birthday gift for your best friend. That's keyword stuffing. Sometimes, this used to be way more common years ago, sometimes we put keywords that don't even relate to the product. You know, like, we just want someone to find it, so we just list all the words we can think of, and that is not working either. It's not an effective tactic, and Google does not like it. They have even said so on their own website. They have a, you can search for this, they have an article called Steps to a Google-Friendly Website, And one of the things listed in the things to avoid is filling your page with a list of keywords to attempt to cloak pages. That's the exact sentence. I just read it from their website. You have, you cannot do this. And it used to be more common and it is still kind of common on other sales platforms. I don't want to name names, but some sales platforms, you'll see like these big blocks of text where they've just listed out all the possibilities it could possibly be. and That doesn't work on Google. So don't do that. So when you're writing descriptions or creating a page, creating a product, anything, just use a de- single descriptive sentence or maybe even two. You want to use your keyword often in a way that seems normal and conversational. It shouldn't be like, repeating the word over and over and over. It should seem like a human wrote it because your website is being read by humans. We're just trying to make it so Google also likes it, technically speaking. And I literally mean the technical part. (laughs) So don't do the keyword stuffing. It's awful. Everyone hates it. We see it and we hate it. So... Those I would say are my most common mistakes. I guess I guess the last mistake would be that they don't even think about SEO at all. They just put stuff up and hope it sticks. That doesn't really work. If you really want to grow your business beyond, like to the next level, I think that a branch of marketing that includes SEO is vital. I'm going to be like, the best analogy I have for this is like an octopus you guys probably think I'm crazy, pizza, octopus, all of this, but it really works. Your business has all these different ways that you can generate sales. And that is the marketing octopus. And all these tentacles, you know, maybe your octopus, (laughs) maybe your octopus doesn't have eight tentacles. Maybe it only has three and your three tentacles are SEO, social media, and your newsletter. And that's fine. But I want you to remember that it's only one of the ways and there are other ways for you to market. So put an appropriate amount of expectation on your SEO efforts, just as you would on your social media. It's not like you would go and say, well, I spend all day on Instagram and I still don't all my sales aren't coming from Instagram, you know, but but oftentimes I hear that from SEO like I did SEO marketing, but it's not getting me all my sales, and I'm like it's only one of the ways, guys. again, I'm getting ranty, I should just stop, so my last mistake would be that you haven't put any stock into SEO at all and the fix for that is easy. And that's just learn to optimize your product listings. So I think this is a great time to tell you about my SEO course. I didn't intend to do this, but it makes sense. So I have created an SEO course. It's called Simplified SEO for the Shop Owners. This course is awesome because it teaches you how to optimize your store and it covers all the main pieces. The site as a whole the pages and collections, and then product listings. And product listings is the bulk of it because product listings make up 95% of your website. So spend a lot of time talking about how to create good product listings. I think that this is important because you have to learn how to optimize your own listings. In the past, I've been working with clients to optimize listings for them. And it was fine. You know, we worked with a lot of really wonderful clients. They saw some results. But what happens is they want to add new products or create a new collection. And then that has to be optimized also. But if you knew how to do that yourself, you wouldn't need this extra step of having someone come in and fix it or optimize it after you're finished. And I think that it really lends itself well to something that shop owners need to know. In order to do things in an efficient and effective way. Um, I also don't think that it's for most shop owners at the level of clientele that I'm working with. they They don't have the big budget to have someone on their team constantly testing and tweaking and trying different things. Which is really what you need. But you can be doing that on your own. Uh, when you're a solopreneur, you know, you can sit down once a quarter and kind of review your pages and optimize some of your top listings. And that's going to be a lot easier to do when you kind of have this background of knowing what even goes on with how listings should be created, which is why I created the Simplified SEO for Shop Owners course, because I knew it was something that people needed to know to continue the momentum when it comes to their SEO. And in fact, we're not even going to be offering SEO services standalone anymore because it's so important for you to know how to do it yourself that I don't think it's benefiting people the way that I hoped it would. So I'm really excited about this course. A lot of people have gone through it. We've gotten a lot of great feedback from people who have gotten their first sale off a brand new store because they followed our guidelines. I've even gotten people who have been on a platform before, like Etsy, and they said, you know, I was really familiar with Etsy, but I didn't know how to translate that, and they've used our course to kind of make that transition. I just know that a lot of people have gotten really great results from that. So I'm going to give you guys a little special deal. If you go to alexanderdesignco.com, It's in the title, but like it's in the navigation, but the simplified SEO button, you can purchase the course. It's $49, but I'm going to give you guys a coupon for $10 off. So if you use the coupon code PPP10, I'll give you $10 off the course and it will, it'll be awesome. So. Go to alexanderdesigncode.com. You'll see the course right away. It's in the main navigation. And then use the code PPP10. That stands for Product Powerhouse Podcast. $10 off (laughs) in the checkout. And you'll get $10 off for only $39. Um, And if you can't remember any of that, I totally get it. But I will have that link for you in the show notes. But I just would love for you to start seeing results from Google. Because I do think it's a really powerful marketing channel for every business. And I'd love to see you take advantage of that because there are people out there looking for what you offer. I know there are. All right. I think I've ranted enough to you today. Thank you for listening. This has been a fantastic conversation as usual, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse Podcast. If you're ready to dig a little deeper into this episode, come join us in the Product Powerhouse Community on Facebook. It's the best place to go to find the perfect partner for your next collaboration, get additional support and trainings, and just hang out with other shop owners. You can be a part of our circle by visiting alexanderdesignco.com community or search for Product Powerhouse Community on Facebook. And if you really loved this episode, open up your podcast app and leave a rating and review. Each review makes it that much easier for other shop owners to find us and get in on this action.